Okay. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Eli James here. It's a right, fine, good day for all kith and kin here among the Christian Israelites of the world. Welcome to Bloodlines. Today is October 25th, 2020, and my usual co-host for today's Bloodlines is Michael Swede. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing very good. Yes. Okay. So now to back into the, into the history of our ancestors. Yeah, it, it, it feels like it's been uh, two years since we last did a show. <laughs> Between uh, my li- leaving for a conference and you went on your hunting trips. By, uh, speaking of hunting trips, um, we have an item about Kyle Rittenhouse. Remember, he's the guy, uh, the Illinois guy, who uh, defended himself with a rifle and uh, shot three three uh antifa antifa thugs okay and of course the mass media jumped all over kyle accusing him of being a white supremacist well he's not a white supremacist he was just constitutionally defending his life against three antifa thugs okay so uh let's play this real quickly it's only three minutes long oops that's the rubin report uh let me see if i can find the uh Oh, that's the video. Uh, we had a, just quickly, we had a really great uh, rally yesterday in uh, the northwest suburbs where uh, a bunch of uh, local people here, some of them members of our congregation here, our CI Congregation Illinois, um, we had 54 people show up and uh, we had great time. Uh, the vast majority of uh, drivers passing by were giving us thumbs up, high fives, etc., etc. So it was a really great experience for us to see that kind of response. But this is the video I was hoping to get. Here it is. Update on Kyle Rittenhouse. Case suggests he was justified in defending himself. Okay. This is what we've been saying all along about the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Here we go. This man admits to firing the first shots on the night of the Kyle Rittenhouse shooting. So as we talked about this, many people say that vigilante justice was served that night. Kyle Rittenhouse should not have been out, and he should have left the protection of the city of Kenosha to police. Well, it turns out when police aren't around... Well, of course, the liberals are saying defund the police, right? (laughs) So when the police aren't around to defend them, then they want the police. I mean, come on. Uh, You can't have it both ways, liberals. You can't have it both ways. Let's continue. People will protect their city. And it actually looks like perhaps Kyle wasn't a white supremacist, like Joe Biden mentioned. Uh, we get into this that according to a criminal complaint obtained by the New York Post, who was suspended, by the way, uh, they have been around for over 200 years, a newspaper uh, started by Mr. Hamilton, uh, but they get suspended for actually reporting the news. 
A Wisconsin man has been charged by Wisconsin authorities with multiple crimes after he reportedly admitted to having fired the first shot of a number of fateful shots that ran. And it was not Kyle Rittenhouse because Kyle Rittenhouse is an Illinois resident. Hang out in Kenosha, Wisconsin, on the night of August 25th. According to the Post, 35-year-old Wisconsin native Joshua Ziminski. Okay, Joshua Veninsky, a Wisconsin resident, fired the first shot. And his wife both admitted to detectives that Ziminski... Oh, and his wife admitted it too. What kind of a spouse is she? ...fired a warning shot. Bad wife. (laughs) Baby, if you're watching this, and I fired the first shot at a far-left riot that meant to burn down a city... Come on, wife. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't admit to the police that I did it. You admitted it, the pigs. <laughs> you, you admitted to pigs, he says. This is uh, Blaze TV. No, I'm just kidding. I would never be there doing anything other than reporting. But his wife ratted on him. She's a rat. Talk about Takashi Six Nine and his wife have a lot in common. He fired a warning shot into the air. Immediately before Rittenhouse allegedly, which he, he did, allegedly shot and killed Joseph Rosenbaum during a tense night of protest. The detectives are the same detectives who have been in charge of investigating the Rittenhouse's activities on the evening. So it comes out to the fact that if the police are not around, if we dissolve the police, if they are not available as they weren't, as you remember, I was there in Kenosha, we get more Kyle Rittenhouses. And Kyle Rittenhouse responded to criminal activity, a first shot, as we reported here before anybody was acknowledging that. Uh, you find out the fact that, you know, hey, when guns are fired, it's best probably to leave it up to the police or else you'll probably have a 100% chance of getting shot. Uh, another update on the Rittenhouse shooting, just to let you know, is that, uh, where is this? I don't even know. I don't even have it here. Oh, there it is. Kyle Rittenhouse accused a Kenosha killer, or self-defender, as I like to call him, or American hero. Hmm, who would have known? Won't face gun charges in Illinois. Uh, I want to read you a Okay, tw- he won't face gun charges in Illinois. Hooray! Tweet from his lawyer, Kyle did not carry a gun across state lines. The gun belonged to his friend, a Wisconsin resident. The gun never left the state of Wisconsin. Truth always prevails. So when we look at this idea of police brutality, we come to this conclusion that when people feel like they cannot call upon the police and that they're not around, as many people suggest we defund the police, their options are, well... Call up a Rittenhouse, 1-800-Rittenhouse. I'll tell you this. 1-800-Rittenhouse. I love it. Your comment, Michael. Yeah. Interesting uh, that um, this with the police, that, um, the system of police can help them, but when it doesn't help them, they fund it. Yes. Yeah, they want defunding. Uh, okay, your uh, signal is choppy, so... Uh, let me see if I can uh, make some adjustment here. Maybe uh, let me let me maybe my mic is too hot. Okay. Uh, yeah. Please continue. Okay. Now it sounds better. Now I don't. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Good. All right. Okay. Yeah. And then it was interesting that that, that um, his wife was talked to. <laughs> right. Speak. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's a kind of um, yeah. I yeah. Don't know. Well, I mean, unless she's a, 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 on a witness stand, you know, why volunteer information like that about your husband? <laughs> Come on, wife. You're not a good spouse. You know, I mean, if you're forced to admit something, yeah, but uh, just don't volunteer that information to the police. Well, but that's a good thing. 
it's a good thing for us that they admitted that that, that absolves Kyle Rittenhouse of any wrongdoing whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, that is okay. Uh, that uh, they just yeah. Or often when they have those Antifa, those left wing groups, often it is that they started the they started it all. But yeah, of course, you know they accuse their enemy of the st- things themselves are doing always. That's right. That's right. That all, it's always it's always there. Always the oh we are um, yeah that they are not guilty or whatever. But hey, come on, they are the one that starts it. They poking. They're, they're poking, and then when then the other side hits back, yeah, they take the take the shot and say, look here, look here, he hit me. Yes. Yes. Exactly. The the Jew stabs you in the back, and he cries that you stabbed him. Right. <laughs> okay. As we've been teaching here at Eurofolk Radio. The international Jew did exactly the same thing in Bolshevik Russia, where the communist Jews were financed by banker Jews, and they provoked uprisings in Russia, blamed it on the Tsar, and of course the the government has to take action in its own defense, and uh, on one occasion the Tsar's troops did fire into a crowd of protesters, but who staged this, who started this? You know, who caused all the ruckus? The Jews. And that's what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin. But this being America, and we can defend ourselves against criminals and against a criminal government and against a criminal coat, uh, you know, cartel of Jewry, it's not going to be as easy here in America as it was in Russia. Right, Michael? That, that's that's yeah, the difference. That is, yeah. Yeah, that's the difference, and that is also the what you say that I believe you you in America is holding up the world right now because if you fall, everything else with will fall after after. Yes, there's no doubt. Why do want to keep it up? And yeah, and yeah, so they they know that. That's why you are on the on the what do you say on the target list. Yes, um, the Americans and and your your constitution, your uh, way of government. Yes, or you are. Yes, there's more the amendments. That's the target for them. Your government is fully in their pockets, but still, the, your yeah. rights and your amendments. Yeah, the people are not, and uh, you know, they're you know the Rothschilds have no choice but to stage this COVID nonsense, this fake, this fake disease, in order to lock us down and to try to buckle us under economically. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we know that. We know that as well. That is also fake. We know that the virus doesn't exist. And the, your, what do you say, your health ministry, I don't know what the name, CDC, they can't find it. They can right. find it in, in their own report. Hey, but we can't really um, isolate it. We can't, uh, yeah, they can't find it. So, I mean, yeah. it's like saying that you have a missile, but it's not to be found. Well, then you, there, is, there is none then. And yes. they, they have fabricated all those, the virus doesn't exist. It is a uh, fake. And same with the AIDS virus, also fake. But, yeah. Um, yeah, we are both into them, those viruses that is just fake. And that's the problem with people being so ignorant and doesn't want to research, doesn't want to look there. They believe in the government that they are, they are like gods. They're not gods. They're, they are the devil. That's right. We're, it's supposed to be the rule of law, not the rule of government. This is what people, just as the Rothschilds have manipulated our thinking in terms of what real money is by substituting paper, <laughs> pieces of worthless paper called Federal Reserve notes in place of gold and silver, 
it took them, you know, 50, 60 years to condition us to accept their fake paper money. The, the same thing applies to the rule of law. All of a sudden, no, it's, we're not, America's not a nation of laws. It's a nation of government, right? We're supposed to obey the government. No, we're not anti-government. We're anti-corruption, and we believe in the rule of law, not in the rule of politicians. That's the difference. But it seems like even here in America, too many of our citizens have don't know the distinction between the rule of law and the rule of government, especially corrupt government. You know, and uh, fortunately in your country, one good thing about Sweden is that you haven't had the lockdown that we have had here in the rest of the world. Okay. Yeah, that's still for me is uh, I don't I I don't really get or is that Sweden is so small so it's like okay we don't care and then they go on the second round maybe that will be during the coming flu season they will try once again and then they will say oh they're skyrocketing but how can you even say that they're skyrocketing when you don't even have a virus that's right it doesn't exist it doesn't exist it's just fabricated the people Absolutely. believe it Absolutely. Hoax, again hoax 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 but we love their lies they can make people believe that the moon is of green cheese <laughs> right, <laughs> but uh, on the uh, on the multicultural front, however, there is bad news. This was sent to us by uh, Matthew in Germany. Subject: Official figures: three in four Swedish girls are being raped by Muslims. This is really bad news from Stephen M. de Guelph, Brunswick, apparently. So, so the news is actually coming from Britain. But, you know, obviously news like this is totally, totally quashed by mainstream media. Let me just read it quickly here. Sweden, a very open and welcoming country of 6 million native Swedes and 3 million new dark races, says officially they are getting reports of 480,000 sexual assaults, attempted rapes per year. Yeah, um, to look how many we are. Uh-huh. That is insane much. As I said, yeah. there are six, six million. million people and they have the three those other mixed multitude. Right. And then you see. And then they say it well, it's um, has nothing to do with um, um immigration. Yeah, it has nothing to do with immigration. <laughs> right? Well so, apparently it does. But as you said here also they said that those yeah, they said um, at 480,000 assault, and then, yeah, they said, and then those, I, when I read this one also, it's pretty, what do you say? And when I say, oh, this is from 2016, from a place called, I also read a bit further down this okay. story, but this was in 2016. It's happened a lot more yes. since then. It's in this place called Jodbro, and that is the south of Stockholm, and that is one of those no go zones, I would say. And, um, that's also why they, as also, uh, sorry for rambling on, but yeah, you no, see no. this, that they say that you want, uh, the, no, don't do anything. Let the police come. Yeah, well, right. Then, then, yeah, but then yeah just like Kyle Rittenhouse. Do. Let the police do it, right? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah, but they don't, they don't have the time to come or, or you have defunded them or whatever you have done with them. So that's the, and they're so overburdened always. So they, they wouldn't have, I don't know. So and then it will be all be over. And now these women did this is the stuff I guess that the system hates, and that is to do stuff on your own. You take you you do it. Uh, yeah, you take the what do you say? You take the law in your own hand. 
Yeah, right. Uh, a friend of mine showed me a video of a Latino woman who was caught shoplifting at uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, and she pulled four handguns <laughs> out of her clothing and laid them down on the table. They caught her, uh, let's say, red-handed, <laughs> right? And if, uh, if it weren't for private security police at places like this, how can how can the police department of any country cover the rampant, rampant uh, violation of the law that is being committed primarily, almost exclusively, by leftists and ordinary criminals? Never are these crimes being committed by right-wingers or patriots or even by Nazis or even by white supremacists. That is all Jewish propaganda, and we're, we're here on your folk radio to expose all this propaganda. The leftists of the world are complete idiots. They're useful idiots of you know the communists. As Lenin said, liberals are useful idiots. And they, they said, okay, well, the Swedes deserve this because of colonialism? What about Jewish banker colonialism? Yeah, we have never done. I don't know. I don't really know what they try to say that we deserve because we have never really been been out to do. We have our history. No, we have never yeah. really been to other other nations and and being doing this colonialism or anything. So there's no such never. thing as Swedish colonialism. You're saying never, never existed. Never. Okay, but you deserve it anyway because you're white. Yeah, but yeah, this, this, yeah, that's, that's yeah. there. With the Trump card, they always use. Yeah, because you're that. Then okay, but then you, they right. are. Pure yeah. racist. And then the feminists have no no uh, sympathy whatsoever for these white Swedish women who are being raped because it's as Islamophobic to suggest that it's being done by Muslims. Can you imagine a world any more stupid than the world we're living in today? Yeah, but as I said, also in North Korea, they can't say their genetic backgrounds, however, as that's illegal in Sweden. It is illegal yeah. because then you have been racial, been yeah. yeah. So you, you're yeah. not allowed to do that. Right. Okay. Again, we know that this is the Judaized version of liberalism, where they instruct their people not to mention the racial background of the rapist. As you say, it's illegal to even talk about that, folks. This is we've had enough. We've had enough, and uh, we white people are starting to fight back. The white people are waking up. The Goyim, no. The Goyim, no. And as you said, Michael, it's up to us Americans because we have the Second Amendment and the First Amendment, which guarantees our religious freedom and our freedom of speech. If the Americans don't fight back, and but uh, all indications are that we will fight back, and the then the Rothschilds have used this trick of shutting us down economically and pretending to, that there's this outbreak of a virus to weaken us. That This is an obvious tactic to weaken us, but I, we're seeing through it, and I'm sure a lot of other Americans see through it. And many in the medical field in America are pr putting out videos contradicting the official narrative of the Rockefeller Big Pharma uh, uh, mafia. And so... You know, it's, it's not going to work. <laughs> it simply is not going to work. There are still too many good people in America who can defend themselves against all of this intrusion into our lifestyles, and they will. 
We will. Yeah, and that okay. is that your your true blessings that you have. We don't have that here. We we doesn't have it. So we are complete in that. Yeah. So right. Uh, that that's my to feel that you you are so. And I guess this could also be similarity with 9/11 because a lot of people did realize something is wrong when that happened, and with this, yeah. I believe even more would realize something is wrong with this when they say, "Oh, we have this outbreak," and well, no, it's not. And then, yeah, I don't know how people though believe it. I can, I, some people that they still believe it. You know, they are, I don't know, sheep. They are true sheep. You can make them believe they right no sheep is of white, blue sheep, whatever. You have to make them believe. Right, right. Uh, Sussex man says Stephen Brunswick has now moved from Holland to the USA. I guess Brunswick is the uh, author of that piece. And uh, Swamp Fox puts it this way: Fear of the virus is driving many to accept this version of socialism. Right. Well said. Because the American people will never accept socialism, and in fact, even Nancy Pelosi has uh, written off. Uh, Andrea, uh, uh, occasional cortex, and the and the five and the four other radical leftists that uh, were elected to Congress, in the last election, I think they're going to lose their position. Even the Democratic Party has had enough of them because it's too radical. They know the American people will not accept socialism. Simply will not accept it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the Democrat. Yeah. The Democratic and Party. Of, yes, hey, I, go ahead. Sorry, sorry for interrupting with a comment there. Sorry. There no, no, no. Say, when I see those people that are afraid of this, what do you call it, virus that doesn't exist, I think about Proverbs 28.1. The wicked flee when no one pursueth them. But right. The righteous are old as lion. Yeah, they, 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 are, they are afraid of their own ghost, their own <laughs> shadow. They, they, right. And they will jump 10 meters. Oh, hey, hey, now be careful. Halloween is coming right up. <laughs> So, okay, folks, that, that's our update on politics because uh, it's been like three weeks. Three weeks ago we did our last show and so much has happened in the interim that uh, we had to just do some uh, you know, current events for you. So, but let's get back to our usual theme and this will be part six of the Israelite origin of the Scandinavians. And we left off in this document, which I'll uh, share it with the chat room real quickly, with the Odin in the Bible. So if you want to pick it up from there, Michael, unless you have any any other items for us before we continue. No, I think I have get my, my steam, steam off a bit because you get more <laughs> and more enraged when you realize and how stupid our people Sorry, say they are so stupid. They are so sheep-like. Yes, and that they, they sheep-like. They believe at those lies. That's why this proverbs that is so telling. Yeah, you 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 are afraid of your own shadows. You you will flee. You will run. But there's no problem. There's nothing. Yes, there's nothing but, there. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing there. And this and this I guess will I this will also be be something that. Um, I believe our Heavenly Father will use also to be able to distinguish the people among who does he want to have and right. who is not worthy. Because, right. come on, why didn't you have faith? Where is your faith? What, what, your faith in what? In idols? In televisions? Right. In government? That's your idol. You believe they will do something. Yeah. Oh, my. Those, those who watch too much Talmud vision will be utterly terrified. Of their own shadows, because it's all propaganda. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. All right, very good. Okay, so Odin in the Bible is the uh, 
section of this article that uh, we're going to be discussing. So pick it up, please. Yes. So this is um, the greatest authorities of the North, such as Snorra, surely describes the historical Odin as the priest chief of the Aser and Vanir tribes. So that would be Asher and Dan. Okay. And who was idolized in such a degree that he later was re remembered as a god. The purely mythological god Odin and the legends from the North mythology are, however, full of rem remains and parallels to the Lord, Christ, and the Bible. There are also many references to the many idol gods, such as Baal, who Israel worshipped in Canaan, and who were the very cause that uh, the Lord let the king of Assyria drive them out. And those, they became the lost ten tribes. Amen. And Eli, isn't it again now that we are worshipping gods and idol gods like Baal, but in different manner? We right. are worshipping other gods again. Well, the degeneracy of Talmud vision has our people actually engaging yet again in those same activities that Yahweh expelled the ten northern tribes for. Okay? Yeah. So it's a repeat of history, and our people are so, again, I'm sorry, but we have to say it, our people are so stupid that they cannot understand that they're being brainwashed. But, you know, we have to blame the churches. The churches have told them, well, you know, it's these things are okay, Jesus loves everybody, Homosexuality should be tolerated. Race mixing should be tolerated because we're all the same. And this is what they're hearing every single day from not just from Talmud vision, but from the Judeo-Christian pulpits. Okay? But uh, as Paul says in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, if you do not have a love for the truth, then Yahweh will give you over to this great delusion which is happening to our people the world over. Yeah, that is the free will. Their free will. You, they have free will, but you see where they end up. They end up in hell. They end up with Lucifer to be in their go, go nice friend. I don't know, so not so nice, but yeah, Mr-like company. So Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, this is the situation we're in. You know, we bemoan this fact, and uh, I'm reminded, I think it's Ezekiel chapter 9, verse 4, if I'm not mistaken, where Yahweh cleans house in uh, re rebellious Israel, and he sends an angel to destroy the Israelites in Jerusalem who are rebellious and reprobate. But however... He sends an angel to put a mark on the foreheads of those Israelites who are bemoaning the fact that the other Israelites are so evil. And that mark is referred to also in the book of Revelation, in Revelation chapter 7, I believe, that those righteous Israelites will receive a mark, a favorable mark in their foreheads. And those that that favorable mark will be your antidote to accepting the mark of the beast. Okay, we'll talk about that more. I think next week. Okay, because that's an important aspect of prophecy that we really need to be aware of. But back to you. Yeah, and I also believe those prophecies are 
they're maybe very close to coming to fruition. Oh, the Bible yes. is getting it's it, you get see all those prophecies coming coming in front of us. We don't know when they try whether they try probably to um, take back. The, I saw a short video uh, about a Canadian guy that was speaking about this. That he believed this will happen during the, the coming coming month. That the, the sky rocks so much that they will put pe people in detention camps and mm. whatsoever, and then they will offer them this, uh, what do you say, depth release, because, yeah, of course, it is not about some kind of virus, it's about to wrecking the economy to get this big re reset, as the bankers have spoken about, and of course, then they will create that problem themselves. Right, well, there's also a prophecy, I believe it's in Revelation 13, I'll look these verses up for next week, that uh, the, uh, the Israelites wish they could die, but they can't. So, you know, what is it, what do you... Choose if the government says, "Take this vaccine, or we'll put you in prison." At that point, gee, I'd rather be dead. <laughs> and they will crave death and will not be able to find it. They will be li living as slaves, cowering slaves, for their new lords and masters, the 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 medical mafia. Take this vaccine or else. Folks, this day is coming. You better have that protective mark on your forehead. You better have it. Okay, back to you. Yes, otherwise it can get rough. But that is the, why we're here. We're giving this dry land. We're giving uh, them the, what do you say? Uh, this is so dry now, right now. The Ezekiel um, about the dry bones. We want to give water, spiritual, spiritual food to our brothers and sisters today. And wake so they could yeah shave to get to live again but it's yeah. dry right now when you look outside my oh my yes yes okay yep back to, back to odin please yeah. Yeah. the name of god was originally yahweh also spelled jehovah at the point the i don't know what to say if it is you eugene priest did change yahweh in the old testament to adonai maybe this is jewish priest right yeah the word jehovah is a jewish invention yeah yeah, uh, so at a point, the Jewish priest did change Yahweh in the Old Testament to Adonai, which in, is Greek and means the Lord. In English Bibles, the Lord in the Old Testament is there was ordinary Adonai and Yahweh. In Hebrew, the name Odin will be Odin or Odin and will be the same as Adonai. I therefore do not believe that Odin was the name of the um, priest chief, but rather the title of a priest chief. In Old Norse, the word uh, name Odin has a connection to or uh, or which means spirit or creating energy, according to the um, commentary of Völvens Spådom, Völuspån by Preben med Melish Grace Sörensson and Gro Stainsland. I therefore believe that Odin was a title which meant Lord, um, Square, or Ruler. Okay. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, this happens common in, in uh, forgotten history that uh, a person's real name is forgotten and but his title is remembered. You know, so very common, you know, uh, about history when things, you know, things are forgotten now of course these 
None of these events were written down in the days of the various Odins, okay? So this is just what, cultural memory, you know, ultimately written down by our historians. So, uh, so sometimes we just can't get the, the facts, the historical facts. We just have to go by whatever legends remain and then uh, extrapolate, you know, because we know that the Israelites did wander into these areas we see the linguistic evidence that uh, that this author, uh, Krog, is presenting, and it's very good linguistic evidence. If you don't have historical evidence, then you go to other, you know, you can go to archaeology, you can go to linguistics, and to prove, you know, these people were Israelites. Back to you. Yeah. Yeah, this is the, and also, yeah. Let's continue. Therefore, there has probably been more than one Odin, both um, Shum and Heyerdahl speak of three Odins, of which the last one was him who founded the temple in Uppsala. But I believe that the kings of the Asher and Vaner very well were called Odin all the way from the time of Azerbaijan in Tur- and Turkland. Yes, yeah, so they could have ascribed their, their tribal leaders, their label to as an Odin, as with the connection to the word Adonai above. Yeah, okay, so Uppsala is a city in Sweden, correct? Yeah, it is the north of Stockholm. This is the, I would say, this is the, what do you say, the here is the central of our history is, is uh-huh. in Uppsala. I would Uppsala. say, I, I also believe that Odin is buried there. Oh, okay, I was just going to ask, is there some kind of pagan temple <laughs> in Uppsala? It yes, it is. It's found a very, very big pagan temple in they dig it out. I think it was called in 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 Gamla Uppsala, but they have found it. And, okay. Um, and yes, they do. And also, they have those hills, um, this uh, burl. We said the burl mount, high hill. Dolmens, dolmens. Well, that's the next topic we'll get into in today's show. Very good. Okay. Yes, uh, we know that. I believe that he lives up. Uh, that he did settle down in Uppsala. That's what I believe. Okay, so that's quite possible, you know, if you compare the DNA of whatever bones they find there with the bones of true Israelites in Palestine, you will find that they all have Caucasian DNA. <laughs> okay, back to you. Yeah, but I think that that analysis has, hasn't been done or haven't been done, it's been buried. Yes, the, the Jews will bury that kind of info every chance they get, yes. Okay, Great parts of the ten tribes in northern Europe worshipped and exalted a mortal man as their ruler at the very same time in which Jesus appeared for the two tribes of Judah in the promised land. And uh, one of Luther's most treasured psalms is The Lord is My Shepherd, which is uh, devised from the title of David's Psalm 23 in the Old Testament. Jesus also calls himself the good shepherd of the sheep in the Gospel of John, chapter 10. Odin, to the contrary, is predicted in the Bible prophecy of the idle shepherd in Zechariah, chapter 11. In the end of the Old Testament, I will uh, dwell into the context later, but the prophecy in itself is thus. And the Lord said unto me, Take unto thee... Yet the instruments of a foolish shepherd, for lo, I will raise up a shepherd in the land, which shall not visit those that be cut off, neither shall 
seek the young one, nor heal that um, is broken, and nor fed that um, standeth still. Uh, double that. I don't know if, that, if that's correct. But, um, but he shall eat the flesh of the fat and tear their claws in pieces. Woe to the idle shepherd that leaveth the flock. The sword shall be upon his arm and upon his right eye. His arm shall be clean, dried up, and his right eye shall be utterly darkened. Yeah. Is that eat the flesh of the fat? Does that mean he'll be eating bacon? <laughs> right? That's a good, but I guess flesh eat the flesh of the fat. Is that also about the lamb? That is, is um, if you describe a lamb, if it's it's have fat fatness, then is it riches? Yeah, yeah, well, because wherever Israel went, they became farmers or, you know, uh, what do you call it, a husband, husbandmen, having cattle and pigs and what have you, right? And so, yeah, that that's probably more of a general term. But uh, wherever our people went, we were hugely agricultural people everywhere, unlike the Jews, Okay. So this is interesting. The idle shepherd in Zechariah chapter 11 is something that very few of us have really... Uh, I've never done any shows on this subject. I don't know of any other identity, identity pastor who's broached this subject, but I think that Krog is correct here. This uh, yeah. this is a reference to Odin. Yeah, and woe, to, I think when you said it, woe to the idle shepherd that leaveth the flock. Yeah, well, they did leave. They did leave. The, he did leave his. Um, he did mm -hmm. leave two. I think I don't remember the name on them that they left. But when he left, up for yeah, God, well, the, the Acer, the Acer yeah. people, yeah, from Azerbaijan, yes, mm -hmm. yes. And then when he left, yeah, he did. He did leave. I don't know if he left the flock, but he took the flock with him, I guess. Yes. And the sword tree upon his arm. Yeah, he was a warrior. And the, then his right eye. That is a description of his eye because he all his his right eye weren't uh, he didn't see on his right eye. Okay, uh, okay, uh, very good. And it says here that he pawned it to Yeta, Yeta Mimer, whoever that is. Yeah. Okay. One eye. He yes. must have been very poor at some point. <laughs> that he had to pawn his right eye for money. Wow. Strange. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this is I see. Yeah, uh, this is interesting to see. As you said, this this, this prophecy. I haven't myself not. Yeah, those prophecies they're not written in, in as you said in clear language. We have to this. We have to. Yeah, it takes time to to digest it and understand it. Yeah. So exactly. Well, I mean, this sounds very literal. Wow, that's an amazing prophecy. His right eye shall be utterly darkened. And then the Edda the says that Odin was blind in one eye, right? And his arm shall be clean, dried up. Have any idea what that was? One of his arms uh, diseased and uh, no longer functioning? Do you have any idea? That... Not at the moment. Okay. But, uh, but had his sword upon his arm. Yeah, that describes his sword in a way. His yeah. arm shall be be clean dried up i don't know dried up that sounds like he loses his energy he loses his when yeah. when when our bones are dried up that is i guess a reference to that our energy or our yeah we yeah. not lose our sustenance 
Right. So it it could be ha- have a more vague meaning than a literal arm being dried up and no longer functioning. But uh you know, but Odin, you know, was a very powerful warrior, but I don't know how he ended up. Any idea did did his you know, power diminish in his old age or was he still a strong leader until until the day he died? I know that Odin did um uh, when he died, that I don't know if this is this is a uh, this is something I heard that something that the um, uh, the the former what do you say the Vikings and stuff like this that they did uh, what do you say they did hurt if they if they um, did um, not die in battle they saw that as something very bad. Oh so right, what they did they did cut themselves. Ah okay, the sword or something looked like they have been died in in a battle. Uh-huh. Oh, so it's possible that Odin injured himself deliberately in in one of his arms, probably his right arm if he was right-handed, uh, because it would be too shameful for him to die uh, a, a death on a, on a bed. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, exactly. They, okay. They didn't want to die on, but you have also pictures that can send you that Odin, that Odin, that when you see that his, his right, uh, right eye, he doesn't have a right eye. Okay. That is, that is, that is gone. Very so interesting. I, but then I have to research more into what could what could be the. I have to maybe know my old this those I don't know those old history about Odin. But I have not been so much into them because they are yeah, worshiping again. The pagans, worshiping. right? Yeah, the, but the the history here and the prophecy is absolutely fascinating. Please continue. Yes, so, as you said here, the Edda says that Odin was blind on one eye, and he has pawned it to Yeti Mimer. So, yeah, this was the descriptions of Edda that was more distorted, and more we're saying more the, um, the, what do you say, the story of what he did, but I don't think that was what happened. There's something else probably happened. Yeah, okay. So, uh, different English translations give a more comprehensive understanding of this prophecy. The idle shepherd will not care for the lost. Um, the new international version, version 16, and he will not seek the scattered. The the lost and scattered that this idle shepherd lets down are the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Yeah, seek the sh- yeah, scattered because he couldn't. That was only Jesus Christ that could, could gather them together. Okay. Well, okay, so let's, uh, let's analyze this a little more closely. Obviously, the Germanic Israelites of Parthia were they, they were part of the ten, 10 lost tribes, lost in the sense that they had abandoned Yahweh's laws. Okay, there's no doubt that they were lost in that sense. But they were also cast out by Yahweh. The literal meaning of lost in the Greek is put away in punishment. Okay, so it's really obvious that many of these uh, lost sheep of the 10 tribes uh, retained their idol worship, retained their uh, rebellion against Yahweh's laws, and really had no care or concern of that or for that. So this is how they became out-and-out pagans. So apparently Odin was one of those leaders who was just like that, and he had no concern for Yahweh's laws, and he had many followers who followed him in that manner. Okay, So uh, of that we can know for sure Odin, and that's what these prophecies are telling, is that Odin was of this type, and he was a totally rebellious Israelite. Nevertheless, he was a great military leader. Okay, back to you. 
Yes, and he made sure that my people did end up here, up in in in, uh, in Sweden. So that was that was what uh, what um, he was used for. He was used to get get. He needed a good military leader to get us up here to Sweden and right. to settle down up here. That he, he he did go from Azerbaijan, where I guess that uh, there, I guess the I mean temperature and everything would have been kind of uh, warmer. Kind oh, of sure. Yeah. yeah, but he did settle down up in up in here in Uppsala. I mean, right. uh, yes, it's not the same weather. I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. You have a few warm days every year, five or six. Uh, yeah, I have. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of interesting to see. Yeah, but he used he used this pagan priest. Um, yeah, he used him for the good of. Fulfilling the prophecies of the migration. Amen, amen. The prophecy says that uh, Yahweh will drive us. He will drive us to the remotest places on the face of the earth. And Odin was fleeing uh, the the Romans, I believe. You know, the the Romans made yeah Romans made war against all of the Israelite tribes, driving them further north and west. Yeah, and that way I also understand about Odin that he uh, that he abhorred he the Romans from until his death. So up from Sweden, he did wage war against the Romans. Wow, wow. <laughs> I guess White Man 14 says, how much are your organs worth? You're speaking of uh, Odin's right eye. If you want to legally sell your heart in the U.S., it can be purchased for about $1 million, right? I suppose they have to wait till you die of natural causes? <laughs> Livers come in second, worth about $557,000, and kidneys cost about $262,000 each. Not to speak about human skin, $10 per inch, stomach, eyeballs, blah, 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 August 31st, 2019. So, is there a black market? We know that the Jews have a black market in harvested organs. They, They capture Palestinian children, and I think adults as well. And cut their organs out and sell them on the black market. Okay. It's kind of it's so sick world when you see that you can put a price tag on anything, on everything. You make everything commercial. Yeah, yeah. It's so sickening to re- to hear that you make yeah. something that the creation does. You make it a, a commercial, a, a commodity. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Peter pr- uh, predicted that uh, they will sell us. He, they will make uh, commodities of, of Israelites, okay? He predicted that that would happen. And Swamp Fox says this is going on in China too, okay? So, folks, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Interesting also that you see in China, yeah, that's a communist country, so what would you expect? Yes, what would you expect? They have no regard for human life. Communists have no. No, none. Zero. None, not at all. Yes. The only that you have those fat one that is as the highest and the yeah. top that... They believe they, are, they can do whatever they want. They think they are gods. That's right. And yeah, it's kind of. Uh, uh, I, I was listening to one show just regarding to China that is kind of interesting. That much of the I don't know how true that is. That 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 uh, what do you say? The jurisdictional uh, the the law, all the system of the laws that Rome did have. That mm. that did come from China. I don't know how true that is, but. What will make that true is that we know that Cain, he did go to the east. Right. So then maybe he ended up in China. And then if we would have received those, what to say, law, the way of law, I guess right. the, the Roman law that we live under today, 
mm-hmm. then it would make sense that it came from Cain. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, also, I mean, the similar there would be a similarity between Chinese law, which is nothing but imperial law. The, China has never had anything but imperialist dictators. Okay, uh, that uh, and trade between Rome and China, uh, you know, and, and Roman law is admiralty law. They might have picked up a lot of Chinese habits, Chinese uh, traditions, and incorporated them into Roman law, which is today known as admiralty law. Okay, so uh, you know it's either Yahweh's law or some some jerk's law, right? Those are our choices. Back to yeah, you. Yeah, man's law, and they yeah. end up in hell. Yeah, amen. Right. It's then, otherwise known as a, a non-common law court. And if you've been dragged before an admiralty law court, man, you are in hell. Yeah, that is hell. That is those. Yeah, that is hell because that is the system that. The usual suspect rules. That's right. Okay, so let's see what more he said here. So, God promised that he will save both the house of Judah and the house of Israel from their degradations. That's Zechariah 8.13. As a tribe, Judah rejected what could have been the king of, uh, of the oh, Judea, Judites right. uh, by hanging him on the cross. But in Europe, many kindred people um, which each uh, its language received the gospel of Christ as their own. So, those said the Lord of hosts, in those day it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold out of all language of the nations, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is, uh, yeah, not you, it is a Judite. Yes, a Judite. Uh, saying, yep. uh, we will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Okay, now this is true of the Parthians, who uh, of the ten tribes uh, commonly accepted uh, Judahite men as their leaders, and I think also the people known as the um, uh, the, the Parthian priests, the, the uh, Magi, who who came to visit Jesus when he was a young boy, were also of Pharaoh's Judah. Okay, they were partially paganized Judahites living in Parthia, okay? But they knew of their uh, common kith and kin relationship to the house of Judah in Palestine. How else would they have known that the Messiah was born? Why would they even have cared if they were not Judahites or Israelites? Back to you. No, that was we. We are the one that got um, they got so excited to see that uh, all the prophecies is true and that the Messiah was born. Yes, that's only we. the other one wouldn't care less. Yeah, no, no one, uh, any one of a different group of people, a different race, different nation, etc., different ethnicity could care less about the birth of the Messiah. They would have no interest whatsoever. There's absolute proof that only Israelites came to Pentecost in 33 AD. No one else was invited. No one else was interested. Back to you. Yes. And I guess also in the Zechariah here in 8.23, we see that those 10 men, yeah, that represents well, the 10 tribes, the, the new 10, 10 nations in Europe and also America, where we have this of all languages. So this is how this how the gospel is spread to us, because we know that it's translated to all our languages. And it's, um, so, um, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you could almost say that of the ten tribes, there's ten distinct languages. We have Latin, we have German, we have Swedish, we have French, right? Etc., uh, etc. Et a lot of Spanish. All these languages developed by the, these ten men, the ten tribes. Yeah, they did, and also yeah, we have Finland, and we have, as you said, we have Italy and their their language, and so yeah, we have. Yeah. I mean, it's astounding. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, migrational history here, uh, linguistically speaking. This is very good stuff. I mean, I'm so happy to be doing this article, that Mr. Krag wrote this article. You know, the only problem we have is he uh, equates Jews with Israelites, or with, Ju with uh, sorry, Jews with Judah. And, you know, that is a linguistic error. Back to you. Yes, it is. That's But um, we... we... Try to contact him and guess so he come around to see the yes. gold terms. If he would correct that, everything would be very good, I would say. Well, Sussex man uh, I, uh, indicates that he knows him personally. So, yeah, Sussex man, get on the stick. <laughs> get, tell him that, that there's a difference between Jews and Judahites. We'd appreciate it. Thank you. All right, back to you, Michael. Yeah, share share our shows with him. So yes. So he would be glad. <laughs> Amen. Okay. So, next is described that he comes riding into Jerusalem on an ass. Then there is a shed covenant blood, and the house, uh, and the house of Joseph, the ten tribes, will expressly be saved, whereas the house of Judah, to the contrary, will be strengthened. Exactly not expressly saved. That is Zechariah 9, 9, uh, 11, 10, 6. I know she will look up those verses, what he mean there. Okay, uh, let me go there real quick. It is, uh, what are the verses again? Zechariah 9.9. Okay. Oh, and 10.6. Okay, let me uh, open my, go ahead. I'll, I'll, Zechariah. Okay, I can read on, so then we yes. come back there. Okay. The gospel tells that Jesus came riding into Jerusalem on an ass, and his blood was shed on the cross of um, Gol Golgotha. It was uh, specifically the lost ten tribes who, in particular, uh, received his him as a savior, as Jesus himself had said, "I am not sent sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel." That is Matthew fifteen twenty four. Amen. One of the most important verses in all of Scripture, where he declares, "I am not sent for the world; I am only sent to the lost sheep." That is this, the cast away in punishment sheep. Of the house of Israel. Zechariah 9 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt of the foal of an ass. Verse 10. And I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem, and the battle bow shall be cut off. And he shall speak peace unto the heathen. Uh, 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 wait a minute. Uh, boy. Yeah. Uh, go, well, that's heathen is a bad. He's not speaking peace to non-Israelites. He's speaking peace to Israel. He, he is the prince of peace. Uh, but has, that hasn't been delivered yet. It will come at the second coming. Continuing. And his dominion shall be from sea even to sea, and from the river even unto the ends of the earth. And the whole world will be, now his dominion, we will be co-rulers, we will be in charge of the government, administrating the government of the planet. At the second coming, we look forward to that day, verse 11, 
As for thee also, by the blood of thy covenant, I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit, wherein there is no water. Well, what's the water? The spiritual, the spiritual food, the Bible, the scriptures. Amen. Amen. You should be a pastor in Sweden, Michael. <laughs> You're there. You got it. Yeah, and a comment to number ten there that he said, um, yeah, this, this, this. Uh, he he did say that you would give a yeah that uh, that Ephraim uh, and Judah they isn't that a way to say that they would be in peace with each other? They wouldn't be in war with each right, other. Right, right. The, the the war between Ephraim and Judah will cease. Yeah, no. But even there, you know, World War One and World War Two, or war between Ephraim and Judah. That's what that was. Yeah. And there is not, like I just said, there's no peace just yet. I don't think it's going to happen until the second coming. Only then will the peace be established among all 12 tribes of Israel. Okay? Because the yeah. Jews control our countries still. Okay? So, uh, Zechariah 10.1, Ask ye of Yahweh reign in the time of the latter reign. The latter reign is when, uh, well, that's happening now. When the gospel is being proclaimed now on the internet by Christian identity, the latter reign is none other than Christian identity because the churches are preaching hogwash. The churches are preaching hogwash. We're the only ones that are bringing the latter rain. Okay? So Yahweh shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to every one grass in the field. Okay? But... You know, the, we have yet to see, we're, I think we're beginning to see, the dry bones of Ezekiel coming back to life. So there, you know, our movement may be growing uh, greatly in the near future. Okay? That's a very encouraging prophecy, Ezekiel's dry bones. Back to you. Yeah, and how do we get those dry bones to get alive again? I guess that is as you come back to later, the spiritual food of water, the water, the living water, that is the scriptures. That it's is the Bible. That's the only thing to make him come alive. Others say it's just a dead. It's yeah. extremely dead. Or, I don't know, sorry to being so negative toward other people, <laughs> but that's what I feel. Well, you're saying that money won't do it? Money won't do it? Fame, fortune, <laughs> none of that will do it? Physical no, pleasures? Of this world. Yeah. Having uh, th three uh, Maseratis in your garage, that's not going to satisfy you? <laughs> right? This this gospel is so simple, right? It just acknowledges the reality of who we are and what there's only one thing that can satisfy us, and that is this spiritual food. Nothing else works. Back to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's exactly that's that is the problem with our people today. They they doesn't get that. They think that the thing they, they would say, the stuff they get from the world that is enough, but hey it's not. Look how how People are dissatisfied with everything. They, they can't yes. get enough yeah, because they are devoid of the spiritual food. Right. That is what they need. Get the spiritual food and you won't have the needs for all those worldly stuff. You Amen. won't have a need for having those big mansions, those cars and everything. They would disappear, vanish because you have what you need. You are, so, you are rested in your spirit. Yeah. I don't know about Europe, but in America, we're having an epidemic of suicides by young white men. Because materialism does not satisfy us. You're not having these the suicide epidemic among the other races. The other races don't need this spiritual food because the world is preventing them from getting this spiritual food. They are committing suicide. 
Yeah, and I kind of believe it could be the same here. I haven't researched into those numbers, but yeah, suicides are high in the white nations, and yeah, yeah. because they don't, because the white men, they doesn't know why why I'm so yeah you know you're different yeah you are and then why why you are this why nothing satisfy why those new stuff never satisfy you will never satisfied with it because it's only from this world it will never satisfy you chasing the yankee dollar <laughs> right that's not fulfilling to a, an israelite it may be for a little while but then you get tired of that and you're, what's left well you have to come back to your roots as a Caucasian Israelite and rediscover your identity as an Israelite. That's the only thing that can prevent this epidemic of suicides by white men. And it's, yeah. not, it's almost exclusively white males, you know, because white males are being targeted by the system. They are the new niggers of the world. Okay? Yeah, the, the, they have put the cross, whenever you use the word, maybe not, but the, the aim cross upon our hearts. That's, yeah. and that, and they, but it doesn't, yeah, shoot bullets, but they use right. other um, psychological weapons against us. Yeah, and I dare say the pagan pagan movement among whites is no better because it does not offer any spiritual fulfillment. It does not have any future. So the pagans who uh, criticize us in identity for trying to be Jews, that these people are just as bad. Uh, they have no reason for living. You know, race is not good enough. You have to have race plus grace to be you know to be satisfied in this world and that's what prepares you for the kingdom nothing else will back to you yeah that was a discussion i think we had when we were in, in revelation to say there's lukewarm well they're the churchgoers today and the oh. hot uh, that's where we want to be anyway we want to be hot and then the cold ones are the pagans that's right but at least the pagans are receptive to some extent, you know, because we have a racial message. But, uh, you know, they just have a hard time accepting that Jesus was not Jewish, <laughs> right? That he was actually an Aryan, right? And if they would ever start listening to us, you know, well, are they going to change their pagan ways? That's another story, okay? Some may, some may not, all right? Back to you. Yeah, that's why I feel that those pagan movements, many of those would you say white naturalists are inf are infected by by yeah. what you say Edomite tricks? They have yeah. been they Amen. have must be infiltrated because of all this because yeah. they still doesn't want to go to Jesus Christ. They still yes. they know his, they always keep against that. So it tells me tells me it should, this yeah. something is wrong with this. They have taken the vaccine against Jesus. That's what they have done, and they don't know they don't realize it that the Jews did this to them. They think they're fighting Judaism and the Jews, but they are not. They are victims of it. Back to you. Yeah, and yeah. they laugh at them. Right. Oh, yeah, the Jews laugh at them, make fun of uh, white nationalists all the time. Yeah. Yeah, because they're, they're, sorry, they're, they haven't fulfilled, they doesn't fulfill anything. Sorry, yeah. they need to have, have the Bible, they need to have that history. That That's what make America great. That was made Sweden great. That was made the whole Europe great. It wasn't right. any big in practice. It was when we come to the faith, then we were great. Yeah, it was Christianity. As imperfect as it was, Christianity is responsible for European civilization. Yes. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Up. Yeah, back to you. So Thank that you. Make you great. Thank you for saying that. It's very important to understand. And most pagans actually realize that. 
You know, they actually realize, but they want to deny it because, and then criticize it for being quote unquote Jewish, right? Yeah, I guess that flies in their, their faces. Yes. Okay, let's continue. Um, then we hear of the traitor who sells his lord for the 30 piece of silver. So this is from Zechariah 11, 12 unto 13. And I said unto them, if ye think good, give me my price. And if not, forbear. So they waited uh, for my uh, price, 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord said unto me, cast it unto the potter. A godly price that I was praised. praised oh, priced, uh, yeah. Them. That's an archaic yeah. language there, priced, P-R-I-S-E-D, uh, or a misprint. Uh, Should be P C priced at of uh, them. Ah, yeah. that's why yeah. I missed it. Yeah. Um, and I took the 30 pieces of silver and cast them to the potter in the house of the Lord. Now, this is also, this, I don't know, I'm bad at yeah. this with ages, uh, Eli. Zechariah, when did he write his prophecies before uh, the born of Jesus Christ? How okay. long before? Uh, well, this had to be good four or five hundred years before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's this book is, is supernatural. It's written oh, by God. Yeah, these prophecies are amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Well, as he says, this is a, a prophecy of Judas Iscariot. <laughs> right? Yeah, please continue. Yes, it is. And people still, no, they wrote it afterward. It happened. Yeah, right. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, didn't. This is the, that's what they can't get into the brains because they have been, they yeah. think they've get to educated. Right. Well, actually, there's a story in the book of Maccabees. It might be Ezra, but I think it's Maccabees, where uh, Alexander the Great came into Judea and was shown the prophecies in Daniel about the third beast, which they had already then understood was Greece. But Greece had not yet taken over Palestine. And he and Alexander the Great read the prophecies in Daniel and realized that the third beast in, in Daniel was about him. And he was so impressed by these prophecies that he declined to attack Judah and went elsewhere. Okay? So even Alexander the Great read these prophecies. Back to you. Yeah, and wasn't that the, the, this, those two animals that, that fought against each other? There was uh, Alexander the Great, then there was one of the animals, and then the uh, previous uh, one were then, oh, uh, who was, was that? Um, well, well, Babylon, Medo-Persians, the Greeks, yeah, and the Romans. Yeah, must be Medo-Persians. Yeah, yeah, must be Medo yeah and, and at, that, at that time he was fighting the Medes and Persians. He was fighting against Persia. Yeah. yeah, and that was a description of this animal that did yeah. fight the media persons and the did leopard. Win, of course. Yeah, Greece is the leopard, the swift, the very swift yeah, army. Swift. Yeah, the very swift takeover of the whole world, the known world that did take over. And this also is an elegant way to describe, <laughs> describe yeah. Alexander because he yeah. was so fast. Yes, yeah. And he ran out of steam, you know, as, as, <laughs> as often happens. Uh, so called great men are taken down by great women, <laughs> right? So uh, I think he was poisoned by, by a woman. And so uh, th that's how he got taken down, right? In a moment of weakness, right? Back to you. Yeah, they suck out the energy of the men. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, I don't know if she was a whore or whether she you know, just did this on her own. I don't remember. But that, that's how I recall uh, 
Alexander the Great, uh, his downfall. That's interesting. I, I'm not heard of before that that was his downfall, but yeah, that was the downfall of Alexander. That great, great warrior. And, and then his kingdom was divided up in four parts. That also very descri- describes the prophecies. Yes. Okay. Okay, let's continue. Sorry. And um, this, um, the gospel tells of the traitor Judas Iscariot. Yes. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went on to the chief priest and said unto them, What will ye give me? And I will deliver him <coughs> unto you. And they um, cov- um, co- covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. I maybe mispronounced that one. Yeah, no, covenanted. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and uh, then was fulfilled uh, that which was spoken by Jeremiah, the prophet, saying, And they took the 30 pieces of silver, the price of him that was valued, whom they of the children of Israel did value. Okay, yeah, so he was sold for 30 pieces of silver. But even the Pharisees rejected. (laughs) Judas tried to give it back to them, but they rejected it. said, no, that's yours. You you did a good job. (laughs) And then he went and hanged himself. Yeah, that's what he was worth when he did that. that. That's a really good parable, too, because that, that will tell you that the Pharisaic leaders of Talmudic Judaism will use their own people and then uh, you know, cast them aside when they've you know, when they've been of service. So every Jew, if there's any Jews listening to our shows, realize that your leaders exploit you and use you and throw you away when they are done with you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we'll see about when this big what I say this. Um, economical, if they get this re- reset mm-hmm. of the economy. Do you think the little one will have a reset? Do you think they will have a heyday? Well, they will. So. There's, yeah, I think they will because uh, there's a prophecy in Revelation that says, uh, so for one month, I think it says, I forget, uh, or one day, prophetic, one prophetic day, or part of a day, the uh, Mystery Babylon will declare their rule and will rule but uh, it's going to be very short-lived, very short-lived, okay? Yeah, but I guess that, that rule will be, I guess, by the higher one, not yes. the lower one. Oh, oh, absolutely, you know, and they, they will have to sacrifice many of the lesser brethren before they can even accomplish this. So any little Jews, any of the lesser brethren listening to these shows, know that you're going to be sacrificed like pawns in a chess game. And, and by the way, that includes Antifa. Antifa, Black Lives Matter, you are nothing but sacrificial pawns in this game of power done by the international Jew banksters. You should know better, but you don't. Back to you. Yeah, that's what they will do. And what, I don't know yeah. what's the head of the Rothschild is today. Is it Richard Rothschild or is it still Jacob? I don't know. I think it's still Jacob. Yeah. Uh, he's still alive. Yeah. He did yeah. say he did die in a crash, but that was just a phony, as usual. Yeah. Right, but have you seen a, a profile of Jacob Rothschild? He's got one of those Nephilim cr- head crowns. His the back of his head, you know, sticks out at an angle toward the back, just like the ancient Nephilim. Right? He's an odd-looking creature. Back to you. No, I have not seen that, but yeah. I did. I did mention Richard Rothschild because he is the one of the owner of the patent for this. What do you say? Covid uh, test. Ah, uh, okay. Patent them. 2017. Yeah, right. 
in preparation for oh the surprise virus called COVID nineteen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Believe I that. Mentioned, mentioned that to some of your brothers, and they were what? They didn't know it then. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pandemic. So it was an investment already in twenty seventeen. People, yeah. that's what Michael is telling you. It was an investment. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry for diverting. Let's continue. <laughs> I have to get that one in also. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's important information. Uh, amen. Okay, of the 12 apostles, it was um, specifically Judas who did betray Jesus, uh, whereas the other 11 remained faithful and became the light of the gospel. Jesus had, had said that the 12 apostles should each represent one of the 12 tribes of Israel. And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the uh, regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Well, well, Eli, here I guess is this that you say that we are going to be in the kingdom and being rulers. That's what you say here. Mm -hmm. Right. Isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's th that day is yet to come. But uh, just about every book of prophecies ends with you know, the fact that uh, second coming and the kingdom will will come. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just about every other prophecy in scripture has come true. So wh why should we doubt that one? No, we shouldn't doubt anything because everything is true. Yep. In the Bible, so and just you also, I think you know, didn't I think you did some uh, the presentation of uh, which of the different apostles did represent the different tribes or or different places that they did went to. Yes. Well, that's in my book, The Great Impersonation. Yeah, you know, I did a chapter on uh, which European nations represent, for the most part, uh, the various uh, patriarchs. You know, of the 12 tribes. Uh, every every European nation has a primary uh, Israelite uh, uh, patriarch as their so-called sponsor, for lack of a better word. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, you know, France and Reuben, uh, pretty much everybody agrees because Reuben had uh, sexual problems, uh, slept with his father's uh, wife. Okay. And uh, so France is known for its sexual promiscuity. Oh, that one's easy. <laughs> Germany and Judah, Britain, is, and the English-speaking tribes are Ephraim and Manasseh, with a smattering of Judah and the other tribes. Uh, Gad, a lot of Gadites in Britain. Uh, Spain is primarily Gad. You know, uh, uh, yeah, we can do a show about that in the near future. You know, mm -hmm. Once yeah, we finish this. But... Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I think you something. I remember what you said that Andrew. He was. He was. Oh. To to um, uh, Scythia. Oh, right. I forgot you were talking about the apostles, not the, not the uh, tribe, tribal patriarchs. Yeah. Yeah, I, apostles, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I forgot. Uh, I forgot that uh, I even did that. <laughs> so I don't, I don't remember. But yeah, Andrew, I think was, uh, yeah, Andrew was sent to Spain, I believe, as I recall. No, what is Scythia? Uh, where? Uh, Scythia. Scythia. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Very good. And kind of when you read to when you see that Andrew was going here to uh, Skitia where where I am, if you look at the names on men of the men, they have start with A's. They start with that Andesh, uh, okay. Andreas. They have those names that are based on Andrew. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just it's like kind of the Hungarians have Bela. <laughs> 
right? Baal worship, right? Also hearkening back to Scythia. Okay, yep. Okay, let's continue then. If you apply these pictures uh, of one apostles for each tribe, I ask you, which apostle did betray Jesus? Judas, which of the 12 tribes killed Jesus? The tribe of Judah. Well, I don't know if I agree with that, really. No, uh, Judas was uh, part Idumean. Well, he lived in on the border between Judah and Edom, and that was a town called Kerioth. Okay, yeah. So that's an assumption that uh, Judas was of Judah. He may have been of mixed blood. You know, I would grant that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't believe a Judite. I don't know. Would no, do not that, a pure blood of Judite. No, a pure blood of Judite would not have done that. An Edomite would not have cared, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, the apostle Judas betrayed off. And the tribe of Judah rejected uh, of Christ is the key to the entire conflict in the New Testament, where the acts of the apostles are full of stories of um, the Judahite who does everything possible to hinder that the Greeks, maybe it is the Jews, maybe, um, uh, who does everything possible to hinder that the Greeks, um, the heathens and the Gentiles, the trend tribes, hears the gospel. Yeah, but it's not Gentiles, again, that's a bad translation. This is, yeah, the, 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 the aspirations, I would say. Mm-hmm. Then I don't know who did try to restrict this uh, with um, the acts of the apostles. It must cannot be Judaized did that anyway. No, no, absolutely not. No, I mean it's it's just Jewish conspiracy conspiracy against the New Testament. You know, in, in fact, a lot of these, uh, as most of our people ought to know, that uh, the conspiracy against the New Testament is Jewish, Jewish inspired, all across the board. And uh, a lot of white nationalists have picked up all this nonsense. They don't even realize that the Jews are responsible for their hatred of, you know, the gospel, the hatred of Jesus, etc., etc., the hatred of the Bible. They don't even realize that. Yeah, and I don't. That can't be good. Yeah, right. So no, that's, Judas was not of the tribe of Judah. You know, no, no, no way. Yeah. Okay, let's continue. Here we have some quotes then from 1 Thessalonians 2, 14 until 16. For ye, brethren, became followers of the church of God, uh, which in Judea are in Christ Jesus. For ye also have suffered like things of your own countrymen, even as they have of the, I guess, Judeans. Judeans in this case. Judeans, okay. Yeah, because he yeah. says their own countrymen would be the Judahites, even as the Judahites have suffered of the Judeans, which would include the Edomites, okay? The Edomites who ran Judea at the time, namely the Pharisees, the Edomite Pharisees, okay? Yeah, so who both killed the Lord Jesus and their own prophets and have persecuted us, and they please not God and are contrary to all men, forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they might be saved to fill up their sins always, always, and for the wrath is come upon them to, to the uttermost. Yes, and I, I think there's a problem here with the words their own prophets because uh, in, uh, in various places the Edomites are acute. In fact, in Matthew chapter 23, what's he quoting here? First Thessalonians, in Matthew chapter 23, Yahshua accuses the Pharisees of killing our prophets and our teachers from Abel down to Zacharias, okay? So that's a second witness. And so I would say if, but 
it is true that Judahites did participate in those crimes. That's witnessed to in in uh, chapter 2 of the book of Acts. Chapters 1 and 2 of the book of Acts. Where Peter says, uh, many of you participated in the killing of our Messiah. And they were cut to the heart. Okay? But the same is true of our people today. They follow Judeo-Christianity instead of covenant Christianity. So our people are, and then many, I think uh, Swamp Fox said even today, these people would uh, crucify Christ again. Okay. Back to you. Yeah. Okay. So this conflict, the prophecy describes as the break of the brotherhood between Judah and Israel. It's from Zechariah eleven fourteen. Then I cut asunder mine other staff, even bands, that I might break the brotherhood between Judah and Israel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Danish 1948 translation rendered this very interesting as the break of the brotherhood between Judah and the holy city of Jerusalem. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. The next yeah. verse speaks uh, of the idle shepherd whom of Israel in the north should worship when this breach took place, namely when Jesus expi- expired on uh, Golotha. Golotha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All the right. Next, okay. We it, have about nine minutes left. Uh, we may, uh, uh, we may not have time to get into the dolmens except to just a little bit. But uh, back to you. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we may see how long we get. Um, okay. The next thing which happens is that God, the Holy Ghost, will be poured out over uh, the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Yeah, the Judites. Exactly, yes. And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they uh, shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness of his firstborn. Yes, and here we have this this spirit. That is the description of this right. water, I guess, also. This is the water that will give you great yeah, that would give you your this calmness. This is a prophecy of Pentecost in thirty three AD where Peter addresses the house of Judah, not Jews, but the house of Judah, and they were cut to the heart when he said that uh, they you know this is a prophecy of that event. That uh, they will mourn because they participated in the death of Christ. Now, would an Edomite be cut to the heart, have any problem with the death of of someone not of his own people? No. No, would not. No. Okay. No, not he. They love their own. Yeah, you amen. Uh, well, that's even debatable. <laughs> but back to you. <laughs> Ah, okay, and this was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost, as you said, where the Apostle Peter says unto the larger group of Judite men, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Amen. Amen. So, I mean, the, the Old Testament prophecies were understood to have been fulfilled in Yahshua Messiah by true Israel, okay? No one else on the whole planet could have any understanding of this, all right? So 
Only Israelites were present at Pentecost. Don't let anybody tell you that the so-called Gentiles, which is really a reference to the dispersed Israelites from the Greco-Roman world. This is the fulfillment of the prophecy in Genesis chapter 15. I believe it's the last verses in Genesis chapter 15 where Abraham is told that his descendants would occupy the territory from the Tigris and Euphrates to the river of Egypt, the Nile, and they would all inhabit, uh, Israel would inhabit this entire territory, which they did at that time. That is not a prophecy about the Jews uh, establishing themselves as fake Israel in the modern world. Okay, that prophecy was fulfilled at Pentecost in the Bible. Back to you. Mm, yes. So, the prophecy of Zechariah continues with Jerusalem being surrounded by armies. Two-thirds of the inhabitants will be killed. Mm. The women violated and the re- reminder of the inhabitants of Jerusalem will be driven into captivity. That's Zechariah 13.8 until 14.2. This did take place in the year 70 AD by the armies of Rome, in which still today is a saying, the destruction of Jerusalem, where more than one million Judeans were saved. Yes, yes. And about 70,000 escaped. Right, so this begs the question of, what was the composition of Judea at this time? I would say, well, it might have been 50-50, half Edomites, half Judahites. We uh, we don't really know. Uh, The... Secular historians did not make any distinction between Judahites and Edomites in Judea in these times. And also, even Josephus had to be careful what he said, because the Edomites were the, uh, what do you call them, the... they, they had made a covenant with the Romans, okay? Uh, the Jewish moneylenders, the Jewish Edomite moneylenders, such as Antipater, were, you know, advisors to the Roman Caesars. So Josephus had to be careful what he said about the, those people. But he does tell us that Antipater was an Edomite, that Herod was an Edomite, and that Herod incorporated Edomites into the Sanhedrin and into the Pharisaic priesthood during his reign, which was quite, uh, I think, 50 years. It's a long time, okay? So that uh, outsiders would not make any distinction between Edomites and Judahites, but we always have to maintain that distinction. I would say that, um, what was it, uh, you know, the, the rebellion against the Ju- Judeans against the Romans was a combination of both, but it would be, I think the Judahites, per se, would have the most reason to throw off the Roman yoke because the Edomites were in league with them, okay? So, but if these Judahites did not rebel again, if they did not retain their, how should I put it, their ethnic uh, reality that they were Israelites and Judahites and need to separate themselves, you know, obviously most of, most of them did, but they were still not uh, Torah-believing Judahites. Paul tells us that most, most of the house of Judah were in fact hypocrites, Okay. So they deserved this destruction just as much as the Edomites did. Hate to say it, but that's the that's the truth of the situation. Back to you. 
Yeah, and probably uh, the the one that uh, this remnant was already kept in. Um, yeah, right. they are in Jordan. Yeah. yeah, and so Masada uh, was that run by Edomites or run by Judahites? I suspect it's run by Judahites. You know, the the Edomites would be working behind the scenes in collusion with the Romans and let the Judahites be sacrificed. Okay, that's a. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, uh, just, you know, thinking about it out loud, that's probably what happened, okay? So, anyway, yeah, and then it says it was the Israelites whose women would be raped and the Judahites would be slain because the Edomites were in league with the, with the Romans in these days, okay? Whom ye have, uh, yeah, so this is the reality, and he quotes it, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus whom ye... Speaking to the, not Jewish men, but the Judahite men assembled at Pentecost, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Yeah, our, our people did participate in that. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So uh, this, is, this is difficult stuff. You know, we have to admit that we have erred, we have sinned, we have conspired with the Jews. Many of us have. And uh, have been misled by the Jews, just as the pagan Caucasian white people of today have unwittingly conspired with the Jews, okay, in rejecting Christ. Okay? I hope a lot of white nationalists are listening. This, this is a problem that you have. As long as you believe that Jesus was a Jew and the Jews are Israel, you do not understand history. You do not understand the Bible. You do not understand real Christianity. That's the reality. Okay, Michael, great show. Loved it. Okay. Thanks for yeah, being with us. Okay. Yeah, because we did a good good job and, and hope this will be, yeah, yeah this will be yeah. spiritual food for our people. This yeah. will satisfy them. And and my compliments to Mikkel Krog for doing a great job. The only the only problem we have with him is he conflates Edomites, and he's probably not aware of the Edomite presence in Judea in those days. So he conflates Edomites with Judahites on many occasions. That's but that's the problem with the definition of the word Jew. The Jews have deliberately conflated that definition to make themselves appear as if they are of Judah when they are not. Okay. Yeah, All right, but yeah. That, uh, I hope that uh, Saxon man can be in contact with him, so we can maybe it would be very interesting to maybe yeah. have him on on as well because he has yes. very much knowledge. Yeah, and explain uh, our point of view to him. Uh, that would be fabulous, absolutely fabulous. All right, thank you. Take care, everybody. Praise Yahweh. We will see you again next week. Yahweh bless. Be it.